Good start. Can you guys hear that? No? Yes? No? I hear you. I hear you. Oh, okay. Good. Then we're off to a good start. I I had taken the time to pre-record the intro music, which is a theme song that you will hear in Hollywood next weekend. But you'll be surprised when you listen back to the episode. So this is episode 191 of Tell Me Where to Turn. You can find the show on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. I'm your host of one of three, and uh, you can just now call me Tommy 2.0. I don't. Uh, Twitter's that ain't happening. We've we've established that. Yeah, that's over, over and done with. So instead, just uh, just scroll over to at Glenn three underscore eleven, and let me talk to you. <laughs> And you can find me at point break underscore Dave. Well, gentlemen, it is good to be together. I was a little concerned that we weren't going to get the March episode in as our commitment to doing one a month, but here we are. This is it. The last day of the month is when this will go out, but we have stuck with our New Year's resolution at least for the first three months of the year. Yeah, and I think we've got uh I think we've got plans for the next couple of months. We might have a little T V show to talk about at least a couple times and then uh I think Tommy still has to watch the the Dong documentary <laughs> from the NFL playoff bet. I was kinda hoping you guys were gonna forget about oh, that. No, but that's, yes, that's that May or June. We've got lots of upcoming content. Yeah, so there is a follow along to the Waco series on Showtime. Going to have to bust out the old Showtime add-on again. Went ahead and let it go after uh, after Billions, but we'll bring it back. Yeah, at least on a limited limited basis. I saw the trailer yeah. for this Waco show. Did you see the guy who's playing Timothy McVeigh? Like, just dead ringer. Looks just like him. Mm. Oh, it's not Tim Riggins? <laughs> well, I don't think so. He just plays all oh. of them. <laughs> He's all the Tim. He was great as he was great as McVeigh in the original Waco, but that's okay. You're a little off. You're a little off there on your historical figures. Are you getting McVeigh and David Koresh confused? I think he is. Wait a minute. Are you Did okay? It, we're talking about Waco. <laughs> Goodness. What are we talking about? Waco's Koresh, yeah, so I got him confused, well, but is the new show not about Waco? I mean, it's the aftermath, but it's it's it bridges the gap between the end of the Waco siege all the way to the Oklahoma oh. City bombing. Spoiler alert, I don't think Koresh is going to be in the, <laughs> the aftermath. <laughs> no. You don't think they could, like, CGI him in or something? Into the smoke somewhere? So they get Paul Walker's brother. So... <laughs> so We'll have to go back in the archives of the show, but we did tell the story, but we'll have to tell it again, and I wonder if the scene will be in this series when the door was held. <laughs> I believe we have a, there's an episode titled Holding the Door for Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I'm so. saying. So will that, will we have to revisit that? Probably so. Now, oh, they, so I have a... Oh, they drilled down to that exact moment when they showed up in Ennis to get some racing fuel. Boy. Yeah, I I pronounce it Ennis, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So I have a story for you guys off the top. I got a chance to visit the dermatologist. Uh, what a ripoff. Not, <laughs> yeah, not something, I, uh, not something I do very frequently, but as I think we've also covered on this show... If you were going to do a power rankings of doctor attractiveness, the dermatologist is P1. They're they're in the Red Bull Max Verstappen position for sure. Okay. They're the yeah, tribal chief 900 days holding the title. <laughs> yeah. So when I first moved here, I went to one and it was too much like I I was I was so uncomfortable I couldn't go back. You know how you you clam up and can't speak to women like it was that level of bad for me. I I just couldn't even form a sentence. It was it was so intimidating. 
So I was recommended a new dermatologist, and let's just say they were in the Sergio Perez position right next to Max Verstappen, <laughs> and that made it equally challenging. But I had a experience there that is definitely unlike anything that's ever happened to me before. And I never thought I'd be telling a story like this to you guys, but here it goes. I had a wart on my wrist. And it was pretty, pretty unsightly. Ugh. Yeah, not a, not a good look. It, to the point where I was actually wearing a Band-Aid over it because it was so hideous that people were like, oh, whoa, what is that? And I got tired of fielding those questions, so I went to the dermatologist to have them take a look at it, see what could be done. I tried the home remedies, and none of them worked. Tried to freeze it. Co compound W, yeah. I tried the freeze. And I think everything I did just made it worse. Made it angry. Yeah. So went in, filled out the paperwork, went back to the back, met the dermatologist immediately yet again. She was great, by the way throwback to episode one i mean i'm glad that we weren't driving in there at the same time <laughs> perhaps <laughs> <laughs> just because i just got my new truck you know after the wreck but other than that uh, things were going very well and she took a look at it and she said here's the situation she says we got to get we got to get this thing taken care of there's two things we can do she's like i can freeze it off you know and i'm assuming they probably have a better setup than the um, do-it-yourself CVS kit. But she said, you know, since you've already tried that and since this wart is so large, and I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we were headed there. I would recommend we just go ahead and cut it off right here, right now in the office. Seems reasonable. Okay. Yeah. She had she had a razor blade with some tape wrapped around it, stuck into her trunks. <laughs> waited for the camera to pan over to the crowd, pulled it out. No, so um, she uh, she said, "Hey, this this is not going to hurt. Um, we'll just take a minute, because I you know I was on my way into work, so I was I was in full business mode. I I had business pants, business shirt. She said, "Here, just relax. We're going to inject a little bit of." Um, numbing agent we'll let that sit there for three or four minutes and um, then uh, then we'll cut it out and I said great so they gave me the injection and and then uh, you know probably you know four or five minutes later she came back in she had some kind of a needle in her hand and she started poking around and was like can you feel this and I was like I can't feel a thing I hate it when <laughs> they say that but it was true she said, well, here, so I'm, you know, you got to kind of picture the setup. I'm in a chair that probably looks more like what you'd sit in in like a dentist office. Has the, um, has the ability, you know, like the uh, padding goes all the way down to your legs and you can, you know, she can kind of recline you and back has the little armrest. And I said, well, do you know, do you need to do anything? She's like, no, just, uh, just put your arm here on the armrest and, uh, and, and I'll take care of, I'll take care of business. So I said, great. So I, I, uh, I'm not overly squeamish but you know when i give blood or anything i don't like to look so oh, really i love to stare right at it yeah i said i'm just going to kind of turn my head here to the side you do what you need to do you just let me know when it's done and she said no problem so you know again i can't feel anything so i turn to the side and you know i can i can sense that she's kind of grabbing onto the my forearm with her arm but nothing else and then i hear her go oh no, oh, no. And she's yelling at the uh, assistant that's standing at the counter, and she's like, get some gauze quick. And uh, I was not going to look. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get drawn off sides. I held my stance. She was going into the hard count. And then I kind of feel the uh, the other lady grab the, my other wrist, and she's like, oh, no. We've got a gusher. And they quickly wrap it up in gauze and put pressure on it, and that's when... I start to feel the doctor grabbing at my pants. Wait. And despite what I was thinking about when I had my head turned the other way, it's not going there at all. She was trying to control the flow of blood that had shot out of my wrist directly onto my work pants. Well, what did because, yes, 
she had cut a vein. Oh, no. And we had blood spurt all over my work clothes. Oh, wow. So what did you end up paying for this visit? Was this one of those, like, this one's going to be on us? Or, eh. Well, I could tell you how much I paid to buy new pants. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. There was no discount offered. There was a half-hearted apology. And the more I thought about it, the more mad I got because I was like, it was on my wrist. And I was, I, I, when people try to kill themselves, that's exactly <laughs> where they cut. <laughs> like, you're a, you went to medical school. How do you not know this? <laughs> Goodness. Oh. There's nothing, nothing like the walk of shame. So this, you know, dermatology, they, they do a lot of aesthetic procedures there too. So the lobby was full of, you know, middle-aged women looking for a Botox fill or, you know, some type of vanity skin treatment. And then here comes Tommy two underscore zero with blood pants walking out into the lobby. So, I mean, did the doctor during the procedure, did she keep the, like the, the white, like decorative mask on or did she take it off and... Does she have the mist <laughs> kind of dripping out? I didn't notice that she had the green tears drawn down both her cheeks until after the fact, which probably was a red flag that in is, hindsight. This giveaway. I just like the the thought of Tommy walking back through the waiting room, you know, looking like the Terry Funk Cactus Jack death match and just <laughs> looking at everyone waiting to go in. He's like, Shake it just, do I yeah. need to say anything or can you guys infer yeah. that you probably should just leave yeah <laughs> but as funny as uh, the the part that struck me very funny is, is so as soon as they ran my credit card and the transaction was final I immediately got a text message that said hey would you mind leaving us a review on Google uh, wouldn't mind at all yes and I haven't done it yet, but I wanted to get you guys' opinion. I feel like the Terry Funk death match may be the way I go with this. Did you? Uh, did they let you keep the wart, or did they biohazard that? So they took the wart and sent it to a lower-tier SEC school, <laughs> Vanderbilt. And I did receive a call. What's that? Just to test it for... Yes, and I received a call that Patrick Swayze never received, that Roman Reigns never received. It was a call that said, hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong here. You don't have cancer. Mm. <laughs> you are, though, running a few quarts low of blood, much, much like your <laughs> previous truck. <laughs> <laughs> Did they show you the dipstick when oh. you left the... Yeah. <laughs> Six months from now, they're like, you have no blood in you. How are you still alive? Oh, yeah. And I, I rolled right into work and made important business decisions the rest of the day. All day. A couple courts low. Wow. But I did, I did swing by home and change pants, just if you're interested. Oh, that's good. Good move. Felt like good it move. was the right thing to do and, and have since replaced them with a new pair. So, just like uh, with the real truck, everything back to status quo, like it never happened. Okay. Well, I haven't been up to much. When was the last time we recorded? Right after it was right after the rumble, right? Right when we came back from San Antonio. Yeah, I haven't done anything since then. I've watched a lot of bad XFL football, mm. as I <laughs> have uh, been to all three Renegades home games. They're two and one at home. Uh, entertainment value, not a whole lot offensively. It is a rough. It's a rough team to watch. I actually like to watch the top two or three teams in the league play each other. Everybody else, it's a, uh, it's a commitment. I'll just say that. Mm. I want to read you. I want to read you a text I got from Point Break Dave yesterday at four o two p.m. And I want to get your opinion on this. Can't wait. So it's established before you're a man of uh you're a man of some title at a publicly traded company. Are you talking to me or Glenn? I'm okay. talking to Glenn. It's fair, at least I'm, for the time I, being. I want you in fact, I'm demanding your silence in this matter. I'll just go ahead and turn <laughs> my mic off and listen to you make something up. 
Point Break Day, 4.02 p.m. How many beers is appropriate for lunch during the workday? Because I'm going on five right oh now. My. Yeah, that's that's too much. So even in your even in your Dave and Buster's heyday, Glenn was five a little over excessive for during the workday. During the workday, yeah. But even when we used to, the doors would fly open and we'd be welcomed at Bone Daddy's at lunch. I think the large was only like the equivalent of two and a half. The large beer there, and I remember that was that was it. That was that was good for the afternoon. I could get through the day. Nobody suspected anything but if i went double that well that was at 402 there was a follow-up about 15 minutes later okay it said well now i'm on beer number six but i have to go because i have a meeting at 430 what are you doing i, well, I crushed that meeting too by the way man. Like what's what's this? What's gotten into this guy? He's just. I think next episode we need to have the person you met with on the podcast. I think yeah, probably uh, probably should, probably should. Yeah, that's a bit. It's a bit much. We're recording this on a Wednesday, Dave. How many beers have you had this week? This week, I don't know. <laughs> like anyone can even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been, uh, I haven't had any of that in stock here in a while. I think uh, maybe Super Bowl Sunday was the last time. So that's about six weeks. We're living, living straight edge for the time being. We need, we need the old Glenn back. <laughs> the one that was spitting on his garage floor. Yeah. That was like six years ago. It's not that far. That's not that far in the past. No, nah, I guess not. Yeah, but Dave, what? I mean, explain yourself, Dave. I, I, I have to understand what, what kind of work environment is conducive to to that. Well, unlike you two gentlemen, I work at a not large corporation, so it's a little more fast and loose with the rules, and. Uh, Due to vacations of me and uh, a couple other co-workers that haven't really aligned and this week, me, uh, a counterpart of mine, and our our boss were all in office together, and it's like, well, there's only one thing to do, go out for lengthy beer lunches. <laughs> if your boss is there with you, that's, that's difficult to turn down. But- not a whole lot of risk there, usually. It's a good time. Good time. And I was going full Glen straight edge up until, because I had the old beach vacation. So I was raining everything uh, in. Yes, yes. Then got back and, let's let's go. <laughs> I'm loosen the belt and just put on and the sweatpants. the governor, yes. as yeah. it were. This full... Uh, DRS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should probably talk about uh, the reason that we're really yes. here. Yes, yes. The showcase, the showcase of, the, of immortals. the immortals. Two nights, once again, this Saturday and Sunday from lovely Los Angeles. You think it'll rain indoors for this event <laughs> like it did for the... <laughs> The college football championship game. <laughs> well, so I don't know. I mean, we should. Uh, my tears falling down from the sky that Adam Cole's not going to be a part of this, but dude, he looks even worse. He's he's somehow gotten smaller. But you want to talk about a guy who's been forgotten? Boy, you ain't lying. All right. We have all moved on. I got the card pulled up. Do we want to just go through and we can yes. elaborate? So, yeah. I'm on uh I mean, I think we we should start how the event's going to start because it's hot. Because it is because John we know Cena. How it's going to start. 
there's this is not like the Royal Rumble where we could all completely air airball how it's going to start. Right. It has been it has been announced. No, because it is it is John Cena, and then I will be walking into the back room with the U.S. title <laughs> over my shoulder, <laughs> giving the A town down to anyone who will look. Austin Theory, the U.S. champion. I'll say this. So we are going to have hustle, loyalty, and respect on display right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I think this is a good, definitely a good matchup for for Theory. I like what they, you know, I think if you're going to plug Cena in somewhere, this is by far the best place to do it. And I thought the builds, obviously they didn't have a lot of time. And since Cena hasn't been there, you know, you can't have like a long rivalry build, but just the promo work over the last few weeks, it's been really good. It's been really good. Yeah, I think the one this week, I was kind of half watching Monday Night Raw last night. Um, I think it was Theory and it was in an empty arena. Yeah. yeah, okay. I want to make sure I was... <laughs> That I didn't have five beers at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and inadvertently flipped to 2020 Raw? Okay. Right. It's a fair question. So, yeah, Austin Theory is uh, minus 325. Wow. To win this. So, he's even bigger no, favorite than is, I thought it would be. This is the coronation, man. Not that they haven't already been building up to this, but yeah, this is it, man. This is the rest, his first real WrestleMania moment and i'm gonna say this and then rocket ship we all i think we're all aligned we all love theory big fans great the one thing that uh he's gotta do is he's gotta do something with his beard yeah it's too scraggly he (laughs) needs to like dye it so it's all dark he needs to do something it looks really really bad it's it's long and thin It looks really bad. There's no bulk. There's no bulk to that beard. But maybe that's part of the part of the look. Is he just trying you know, to get makes heat? Him look more well, evil or ridiculous. And I mean, I feel like you're teasing ahead to my movie review, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thin so, and no bulk. So we're all uh, fully docked on theory. Wins this. Yeah, I think they'll have a good match, and I think. Yeah, I think theory goes over. Um, all right, do you want me to just go through? Because we don't know any order other than that one, right? And obviously the main event on night. No, two. I think yeah. Let's whatever let's, let's whatever order you want. Just what you feel is goes from least important to most important. Exactly. Obviously, Cena and theory's not least, but from here on, let's go least all to right, most. Well, hope- so we're gonna do all the women's matches first. Well, hopefully, I don't get lost here jumping around. But, all right, well, I'm just going to scroll till I find one that's definitely on the least important side, and that is the four-way women's tag match (laughs) of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalie and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Huh. This is where we expected Rousey to be. This is not like like six months ago. This is yeah. Um, and I'm hearing rumors that post Mania they're gonna strap the rocket ship to Raquel Rodriguez. Um, okay. So I don't know if her and Liv go over here, as the great Brian Lass said on his podcast. Raquel Rodriguez's whole gimmick is look, I have a back. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get the bit. Jeege no. seems to be really happy about stuff and <laughs> look at my back. And that's that's basically it. She's good in the ring. Yeah. But character wise I I got See, nothing. The real so the problem with this match is Well no, but they gave they gave Liv a lot of a, a lot of uh, cred at the Rumble, so I'm I'm with Dave here. I feel like they they can you can buy that, right? Yeah, the problem 
the problem for me with this match is like if we were there live this would clearly be the run to the bathroom match yeah you don't want it to be first or second because i don't have to go yet but the problem for me is (laughs) like my bathroom's real close to my living room so it's not gonna waste enough time (laughs) Like, I'm just going to have to, like, go walk around the neighborhood, come back. <laughs> yeah, this go, one is... Yeah, drive uh, and refill your beer supply, maybe. This might be flip over to the Final Four, whichever one of those games, if this is on Saturday, um, to the Final Four for about 10 or 15 minutes, because I don't... I, I'm going to pick Rousey and Baszler, because maybe they'll run this back with just Rousey and Baszler against Morgan and Raquel at the next one so i'll go with that but if i'm watching i'll probably be scrolling it through my phone more than anything else sounds good what you you said live rodriguez tommy um yeah i th- i i think i i heard the same podcast you did and i'm gonna yeah, go with you I think so. I'll, I'll join you in that all right because in the list i'm looking at it's right next to it and also very unimportant in my estimation. The four-way men's tag team match of Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and Viking Raiders. I could not. I don't know if I could imagine caring less <laughs> about a match at you know at this event. The only thing I was thinking about with this was um so we remember what what ricochet and logan paul yeah pulled the what they pulled off at the at the rumble is there something that montez ford and ricochet have in mind to top that i don't know if you could but is that is that the big i'm just picturing something like that and then one of the other teams actually wins like the the Alpha Academy with Otis. I was going to bring up Otis because that, uh, it's silly, but it's also thinking back to like the, the Attitude Era, like everyone had some kind of story, some kind of little gimmick, even the people that weren't important. And I feel like that's kind of, they're kind of starting to do that. And I love the Otis. <laughs> Not that it's, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but it's just kind of a fun thing yeah. to have going on. Right. Um, I'll give you an Attitude Era anecdote. So I was watching Attitude Era Raw right before we jumped on. And uh, my son got home and he came in and I, I was at a, what I felt like was a relatively safe point. So I was letting it play and he sat down and watched it for about 10 minutes. And he said, hey, is this is this some kind of special Raw? And I said, no. He's like, was it? Is it a special event? And I said, no, no, no. It's just just a random raw from February 1999. And I said, why'd you ask? And he goes, well, because this is great. And I was like, yeah, that was every Monday night. Right. Back then. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> you didn't turn the channel because everybody was there every week. Triple H, Rock, <clears throat> Stone Cold, amazing. But yes, back to back to this match. I'm I'm expecting uh, much like what Glenn said. I think the uh, Jim Cornette would call it a spot fest. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have Montez and Ricochet going crazy. Um, I have no feel for who's going to win, so I'm just going to go with my boys, the Street Profits, because uh, why not? Maybe the crowd will get a kick out of that. Right. I've, yeah, and I figured they would split these two. They're not going to have both of these in the same night. That That's like 30, 35 minutes of just <laughs> dead air. <laughs> be people asking for refunds. Danger. Yeah. So... Two quick things before we move on from this match. One, if they ever hire me as head of creative, they're missing out on opportunity for the Braun Ricochet tag team, for Braun Strowman to keep wearing his Monster Among Monsters t-shirt, and then Ricochet just little trunks that say the exact same thing (laughs) right across the front. (laughs) How they haven't hired you for WWE creative is just a travesty. And second, I mean, I think this match, like we're all saying, is probably just going to be a throwaway. Do we get anything meaningful out of it? 
And what I'm talking about is the start of the street profit split. If it is to be believed that they are going to make a heavy, heavy investment in a singles run for Montez or Angelo, but I think Montez. Yeah. Maybe so. Seems like Angelo Dawkins is about to get tuckered. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and he's, he's about, about to get to, the tucker treatment here. He's about to pull the, the quick car <laughs> polo shirt over his head. All right. Here we go again. All right. His days may be over, even though I, re- I really like him. I think he does good work. Yeah. But them splitting up is bad news for him because Montez, yes. could, Montez could be a champ. He could just be just do bits. He could do whatever. He's got staying power. All right. Tommy's not going to like this, but as I'm scrolling through, I think this is next in importance. No, don't, no this, should be the, this should be the last match we no. cover. Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control, aka Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. I actually thought you were going somewhere else with that, and I was really gonna be mad. But this, this is this is the sec. This secondarily makes me mad. But yeah, I thought you were going to the cell, and I was gonna be like, that is not acceptable. <laughs> but of course, they're gonna let. Becky, Lita, and Trish win, which is ridiculous. And I'm protesting this match. <laughs> I will. I will be watching. I will be watching this match under protest. Yeah. Yeah. The good. The the good guys or the good gals, I guess, here are gonna win. But yeah, I'd be pretty nonplussed about it. Uh, when Lita first reappeared and paired up with Becky, and they won the titles. I mean, that was she. She. So I guess that was the end of last year when Lita and Becky think so. were against each other in Saudi Arabia. I thought she was she was good in that match. I thought when she came back this time, she looked terrible in the ring and just kind of it's it's just it's been too long, buddy. Yeah. It's over. I agree completely. Also, old old Bex, she's not near as over as she used to be. Like, when she could go out and cut a promo at her height and everyone just loved everything that came out of her mouth, she could do it. But, like, her promos have not been good lately. And, yeah, I think they may need to... No, which is, yeah, why they have to bring out the classic divas to uh, get the cheap pop. Um, That's true. Her and Lita need to drop the title. Obviously, this is a six-woman, so it doesn't matter. But soon after Mania, they need to drop the title, and she needs to go away for a little bit. Bex, that is, and come back rejuvenated. Okay. All right. Let's go. Um, I do feel like, since we are talking about the Attitude Era, like... I've looked over the whole card, and if there was one match that would have been a bra and panties match, it would have been this one. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> um, all right. I, I, hate to, I hate to put this one next, but I think all things considered, I'm going to have to. Brock Lesnar versus Almost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, who wants this? Is I my said, question. I said, probably the, in our pre-Royal Rumble coverage, or maybe it was, uh, it might have been before that. But I said, for Brock Lesnar to maintain credibility, they have to stop making him lose at every big event. This is what they're doing, right? Here. Oh, just getting this getting is, him a win. They are going to get Brock an impressive win over a giant man that has no personality and no in-ring talent, right? In a match, and start to give him credibility as a heater, so that then he can come back and fight at uh, you know another marquee event later this year. For something with some stakes, and people think maybe uh, there's some believability that he could win the match. Yeah. What the hell? This what the finish is in this? Is he gonna is he gonna f five Omos? Is that possible? I'd love it. I, but you know, it takes two to make that move work, yeah. and I don't I don't think Omos is the right. Uh, second 
element to that equation. I think I think Lesnar could power it. I think he could do it. I mean, if he if he that gets executed, it's going to be a good finish. I think this is the most like this has potential after it's over to be like that was way better than I thought. But this could also be this could be a bigger a bigger dud than Raquel <laughs> Rodriguez just flexing her back. I think the let's let me change that. I don't think the F five is going to be the finish. I think that's the plan finish. I think the finish is going to be thirty seconds in. Brock's going to drop him on his head and he's going to get stretchered out. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to basically turn Omos into the twenty twenty three draws. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's possible too. I will say this when I guess it was uh the last was it the last pay per view or was it Raw? Whatever, when Bray came out and was like, you know, whoever wins between Brock and Lashley, I want you know, I want the winner. In that moment I was like, I will put my net worth on Lashley winning because <laughs> Brock yeah. ain't doing anything with Bray. No. Uh, no, not at all. And we still don't. Yeah, the word is on Bray Wyatt was he's got some kind of mysterious illness. But I mean, I I've seen stuff recently of people, you know, saw him in public, took a picture with him, and he doesn't look sick or anything. So I don't know what's going on with him. And maybe that's a work. I don't know. If it's not a work, I think we finally come to the conclusion that that guy must be impossible to work with. He might because be. Because there's no other reason why this keeps happening. Right. Um, yeah, because think about it was it was the beginning of October when he came back, and he's had one match If in six months. If he is, yeah. like, legit, like, the – him and Lashley match isn't happening at Mania. Which it seems that way, unless they're just pulling the Dolph Ziggler's doing stand-up comedy, because on Raw, <laughs> they had, like, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal list, and Lashley, like, did a thing saying he was in it. So, apparently, unless they're working all of us brays out and Lashley's now... <laughs> He's now like sitting there with like Ronda Rousey, like how far have I fallen? <laughs> Relegated to the free for all. Yeah, he's gonna have to lose the Andre the Giant <laughs> crown to L.A. Knight on I Friday would night. Love, I would love L.A. Knight to win that thing. Um. All right, moving on. So, so we all think Lesnar's yes. winning, though. We established yes. that. Okay. Yeah, he is a minus eight hundred favorite <laughs> yeah so vegas or bovada agrees i mean for the first time in a very long time i can say i'm actually think this edge match could be good edge finn balor hell in a cell not e- not just any finn balor it's the demon the demon finn balor now this will be I mean that edge Seth Rollins hell in a cell last year, year and a half, whatever that was, was like match of the year material. So no, I think this will be great. And unless they are this is how they're because so far the demon only loses when a mysterious person cuts the ropes as yes. he's about to jump and become universal <laughs> champion. Um so unless they're this is the plan to do away with the character. There's, he's not losing. I don't think he's losing. I know he's not losing. You have faith in the demon, is what you're saying. That's right. So is this, if Balor just comes out and beats him, is this the end of Returning Edge? I hope so. <laughs> there is a question of what, what do you do next with him? Because he's gone, you know, the comeback, he turns heel, they they get out of that as quickly as possible after Mania <laughs> last year, and then this build has been going, I don't know, since last yeah. summer? I mean, we're almost a full year. I guess it is a full year, because it was right after Mania last year. Um, I don't know. 
I don't think this is it, but it could be him. It could be him going away for the better part of the summer. Well, while we're talking Judgment Day, I can't believe I'm saying this. Dominic Mysterio is making Judgment Day relevant. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, Rhea could obviously be off by her own and do great. But the only one... The only reason people care about a faction with Damian Priest and Finn Balor is Dominic (laughs) has so much heat right now. Hey, if you you do hard time, (laughs) changes a man. And over time, the look as well, because as the months have gone by, he's been able to grow his hair out, so he doesn't look like he just got out of fifth period (laughs) geometry and got a few tattoos. No, but he's starting to look like his real father more and more every day, boy, (laughs) with that hair. He said it. He said it in his promo on uh, on Monday. He said, "I wish Eddie was my real dad." Have you looked at him, man? I, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but uh, well, he's when uh, work, when you work yourself into a shoot. They uh, so obviously it's Dominic and Ray. Uh, they built this pretty well. You know, they had the thing last week with uh, Ray's wife and and other and daughter Dominic's sister, who was briefly in a storyline with Heath Slater or something. But it was Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Because I was a big Buddy Murphy guy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they need to get her on camera more. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Gonna go I don't have a problem with that. I kind of think I think so, Dominic may win. What does the Bavota have this one at, Glenn? Uh, Dominic is minus 170. Ray's okay, so plus 130. Yeah. I'm with Dave. I think uh, for a lot of reasons, I think, I mean, I think if you just say the fact that Ray would probably want Dominic to win, I mean, you know, setting aside the character issues. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, letting your son, you know, further his career at WrestleMania when you're, you know, clearly at the very end of yours. Yeah. Why, why would, yeah, why wouldn't he win? And we don't really think, I don't think they're breaking up. Judgment Day. So this isn't the time for all three of them to lose. I think it's the exact opposite. I think all all three of them are going to win. Not to jump ahead, but spoiler alert. I think that's what's going to that's what the only thing that could happen is Finn loses, Dominic loses, Rhea wins, and then she goes and does her own thing. But I I, I think all three of them are going to end up winning. Yeah, no, I think I think. Ray's been around the business long enough to know that his son is outperforming where he should be right now just by a stroke of luck. And he knows that if he lets his son go in there and just beat him and just like mock him, do the Trace Amigo suplex, do the whole thing, (laughs) he will get him even more heat. All right, let's see what we got next. Um, well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and wrap it up with um, Charlotte and Rhea. We'll end Judgment Day matches. Uh, it's Rhea Ripley, no doubt. This is this is her time, and I think this is a long title reign. And I think it ultimately, I don't know if they're going to go back to any type of unification of the titles on the other side, but I think we could be headed to a Rhea, Bianca Belair a year from now for one or both the titles. I'm I'm with Glenn 100%. Yep. You know, not going to get a counter argument from me on that one. And she is... Minus five fifty. Wow, wow, yeah. That's Not, what? What's Charlotte though? Plus three twenty five. Now Charlotte, I won some. I think Charlotte was like plus four hundred last year, and yeah, I put so now, ten bucks now, on yeah, it. Now I'm wondering if maybe a small wager on Charlotte's not worth. <laughs> but I don't know that they peak. would 
if they're going to do that two years in a row, because the whole thing last year, True. she won at Mania so they could sell something at Backlash. True. Because that became the main event, I believe, because I don't think Roman was at that one. Um, I don't think they're going to pull that two years in a row. I think Charlotte came back to take it off of Ronda and just carry this thing to Mania. And then and she can lose and come back and something else. Right. It doesn't hurt her in yeah. any way. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And when after this, Charlotte needs to go back to being a heel. She's she's Definitely. not a good baby face. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Staying with the women, Bianca versus Asuka. I think Bianca retains. I, f- I feel like, yeah, and also with my thought that they might, you know, the Rhea-Bianca thing, I don't know if that ultimately happens at a WrestleMania, if it's a SummerSlam event, but there might be some importance of Bianca continuing to win every year at WrestleMania. I don't think she's going to get to 21-0, but... But maybe you build this for four or five years where she's never been beaten at WrestleMania. So, um, yeah, I agree. But this one is almost coin flip territory for me. Because this would be a way, because Asuka, a new look, she was unbeatable. Then she just kind of, one year she had the Raw title for like the whole year, but barely defended it. And she's just been kind of out there. This would be a way to propel her back up. But I'll go with Bianca. I think she's done great work since she's been back this last time. I'm going to go with her. I, I'm with you. I, I think you could make a really good – I mean, you guys did make a good argument for Bianca. I'm going to go with Asuka just because I feel like they could use her in almost like a transitional role for a little bit to set set up whatever's next or whoever's next. Um, and she has been really great. And I feel like, I feel like the crowd, you know – there might be one of those situations where they're they're actually surprisingly okay with this outcome. Yeah. Well, and she's Oscar's even money on Bovada. Yeah, okay. So this well, is I didn't I figured she would have been getting plus money there. So that's yeah, that that even makes me feel more comfortable saying that. All right. Undisputed tag team championship, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Did you get your WrestleZania t-shirt I, yet? I've not got that yet. <laughs> so, so this has to be a main event one day, right? No, I think the main event on day one is Rhea Charlotte. That's what I've heard. I don't know that for okay. sure, but that's what I've heard. Interesting. Because what, what I would like them to do is I mean I, I don't know like I feel like I feel like where they put this in relation to Roman Cody but Roman Cody has to close the whole thing down. yeah yeah because I would almost like them to put it I mean if there was a way to put it you know if they put Roman Cody on day one and put this after it the unraveling of the bloodline so you're saying KO Sammy go over I think so I think so. I can't imagine that they don't. They've got to give something to Sammy here. He's got to be standing up in the corner when it's over, holding up the belts. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it, and we'll we'll get more into this after we talk main event, but it's such a weird thing. Cause that, like, then what happens? Sammy oh, and know. Kevin are the that, type. They're like, do they just come back and? Yeah, that's the. Pro- but that's the keep problem. running it back with right. the Usos is, is, or like, like what? Because we're really not. Yeah, we're really not interested in this. Like, oh, and now they're going to feud with the Viking <laughs> yeah. Raiders. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like I'm, I'm suddenly getting back to my fast forward button again. All right, um, let's let's talk. Let's talk Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this one. This has to be a top three looking forward to match for me. Agree. It's going to be, it's going to be really good. 
I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a spectacle of athleticism, pal. This might be this might be the best match of the weekend. Yeah. Just entertainment. I think it's got wise. potential to steal the show from yeah. a from a from a just total crowd on the edge of your seat athleticism standpoint. Absolutely does. I would just like to see Seth freaking Rollins win a match <laughs> of consequence. Because when was the last time we get, saw that? I mean, that? he's definitely in that Brock territory of, of the poor guy's got to have to win something at some point on yeah. a big stage. But he's so great. I love the work he's so, been doing. And I'm trying to think. There was the Miz, Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. And that was great. That was the first match Logan Paul was in, right? And yes. then what was his other one? It was a singles match. It was against the Miz. That's right. It was against the Miz. Because the cause the Miz cheap shotted him after after they won. Because the story was he was jealous because Logan Paul was getting all the attention. So is Logan Paul? He, did he win both of those? Yeah, he's only lost to Roman. He's got the Undertaker streak going. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's not winning this. No, I don't think so. This is this is Seth freaking Rollins, and the people are going to be singing the song. But this is definitely one. It's going to be this great. Is, this is definitely a match where we're talking about, like, you know, with the tag match, where do you go from there? Like, they could – Seth wins. They could promo this, keep it going, and run it back at SummerSlam, and I'd be all in for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with you. I think I think Rollins, Tommy. Yep, I think so too. I think uh, I think it's been a, a great match. I think it makes a lot more sense just to position Rollins in a in a in a place where you can do a lot more with him. You got to let him win this. All right, only two yeah, more matches. He's minus minus one ninety. So he's not an overwhelming favorite. Yeah, but. so a favorite, but not yeah, not overwhelming. It's, and that sounds about right. Like if you were going to ask me the number, I think I would have probably been somewhere around there. All right, so we got two to go, unless I'm missing one. So let's talk Intercontinental Championship: Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. And I will just slowly stand up a little bit. You guys. Uh, <laughs> The Imperium shirt Man. has returned. Classic betrayal of 2019. Um, I thought you were going to st- stand up and show us just like a fully bloody chest and be like, this is what's going to happen in this match to all three of them. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I Are they going to free up Gunther to be able to for him to feud for a bigger title down the road. Is that where it's cause, cause if that's the thought then I think Seamus is going to win because he's been putting in the call for this for months. This is the one title he hasn't won before. I don't think this is the time for Drew's big, big WrestleMania moment. Cause it's not just him. Keep and Gunther. Keep telling yourself that's ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't think it, I think that's, Clash at the Castle was the last chance for the big moment. I don't I don't think it's ever going to happen. But it's not going to happen here. No. So I think I think Sheamus is going to win. I think Drew is a factor. But I think they go one way or the other like it's almost like Drew helps him out. You know what you yeah, for Sheamus to win or the opposite is that Gunther wins, but it's because we get some sort of heel turn from McIntyre. But I'm going to go with Sheamus. Or, I mean, because the, the Gunther-Sheamus match, what was that? That was like the – they had a really good match in London or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could you could do the Sheamus pins Drew, wins the title, but Gunther never got pinned, and then they run Gunther-Sheamus at SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, they yeah, have a... I'm I'm in the if if they're not going to have Gunther go over, they're going to protect him like crazy. Right. And this gives him a really easy chance to do that and there's a lot of ways you could go. You could have 
a Seamus Drew falling out. You could have, yeah, one of them pin the other one or have them team up so dramatically that, that it's that, yeah, Gunther's totally protected in the end. Um, yes. Um, I'm going to go. I like the Seamus theory to give him the grand slam, whatever, and, and then keep, keep Gunther completely pristine for whatever they got next for him. Cause obviously they got big plans for the guy. Oh yeah. All right, gentlemen. It's time. The Tribal Chief versus Cody Rhodes. Set aside your seven and a half minutes for Roman to make his way to the ring. All right. And I know everyone since this started has been under full assumption that it's Cody. Is there any way they don't do that? Is there any way Roman beats I him? I really want them to not do it. I do, too. I want them to keep it on Roman so bad. I do, too. He's he's only plus 160 from a betting Roman's standpoint. Roman's plus 160? What's Cody? Yeah. Minus, like, 230-something? It's, it's minus 240. Very good, Dave. You've laid a wager before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm just not I don't I, I don't know why I'm just not feeling Cody this time around. I was so much last year this time and I just I want Roman to win this match. Like I'm just like there's something just a tick off with Cody this time for but me. But you see like I don't I don't mind Cody. I think the the build's been good. I think Cody's done a you know a good job. I mean they I think they used him well in the midst of the Sammy fanfare. Like they tried to like have him like, man, I'm with you. Like I'm not stealing the spotlight. Like they tried to get a little rub and I think they've done everything well, but I'm kind of with you, Tommy. Like not that I have anything against Cody, but I'm just like, man, I kind of just want, (laughs) I just kind of want everyone to be shocked when Roman just goes out there and beats him. Especially if it's just clean, because in a lot of matches, in all his defenses, he gets some assistance from the rest of the bloodline. Yeah. But if it's just clean in the middle, and it's just them two out there, then yeah, it'd be even more. The thing I ask with Cody is what y'all asked with uh, KO and Sammy. Like, okay, it's a great moment. What's next? And I think they could do more with Cody. There's more history there with the company, yeah. people he could feud with, but I still, I don't know, I just wonder, you know, that happens April 2nd, he's the champ by June the 2nd, is everybody still on board, or are people starting to, eh, See, I'm just not much here. I've thought that through, because then I'm like, you know, wh- like, what do you do? If he beats him, I don't think you just run it back, I think Roman's got to go away, so then you just transition yeah. him to who. So I still want Roman to win. Like if I was booking it, Roman wins. Under the assumption Cody wins. Let me lay out Raw after Raw after Mania for you. You ready for this? Cody wins. Of course. Cody's in the ring. Calls Roman out. Roman Heyman in the ring. Cody's doing the the babyface promo to Roman man you were a great champion you know tough match then out of the crowd Sami Zayn with a chair slides in the ring behind Roman hits Roman crowd pops turns around hits Cody <laughs> hoodie come hoodie <laughs> comes off not Sami Zayn Randy Orton Cody and Randy Orton. Let's go. Okay. And it's full heel Orton. Like he's just Yeah. curb, you know, doing the the punt where he just kicks people in the head. But I think you can do it, man. No, I think if he if Cody wins, I I think you've got to bring somebody into the mix that's just a brand new face because he's he's not right now. He's not going to feud with Rollins. I don't think you're going to give Logan Paul a shot. You know, he's not rolling 
Chad Gable. Well, they already have put Chad Gable in a match with him in the build to yes. WrestleMania. So they're not doing something like that. So I think you got to bring somebody else in. And there are some guys. I mean, we haven't seen Orton because of injury. We haven't seen Matt Riddle in a long time. AJ Styles was hurt. Like, there's probably a handful of guys that are, once we get past the first weekend in April, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But big picture. So if, if Roman loses and the Usos lose, which I think if Roman's losing, the Usos are losing. Yeah. Agreed. Like, what do you do? I I don't know. And, and my thought this whole time is that Roman should lose more because of a storyline than just a heads-up match. So I'm just thinking that in the end, maybe the Usos lose on night one, and then we get some backstage stuff, and you know Roman has just belittled them. And then they come out like they normally do to interfere, except for when Jey Uso gets in there and the ref and you know Charles Robinson <laughs> sprawled out on the floor somewhere, and you think Jay's gonna super kick Cody, and then he turns around and does it to Roman, and like that's how I like that, and that's how he loses. Like Cody wins, but at the same time, we're if that ends the story, if we just now we circle back to Roman against Jay where we started almost three years ago, something... I just think that is better for me than it would be that Roman and Cody go out there and Cody just yeah. wins. You know what's funny is I like I like that finish a lot. And then from there, you could almost, like, you know, obviously keep Roman, Solo, and Jimmy together. Maybe Jay's on the outs, and then they're like they just ignore Cody after that. They're like, this all started with Sammy. And then you get the Roman Sammy feud heated up again. And then Cody can go off on his own and like, get out of the picture a little bit, which may work. Yeah. 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 Cause it'd be a shame for the whole bloodline story. Just to, that that's yeah. it. Be very anticlimactic. Right. But man, I'm excited. Do well, we think, yeah, I'm excited too. I mean, do we think they're going to do something with Heyman? Because Brian Last was very adamant that something, something's up with Heyman. But I, you know, of all those guys you rattled off, I don't think like of of people that that could potentially come back. I don't think he makes sense with any of them. They're all right. good talkers. Yeah. They all have big personalities. I don't think they're going to keep Brock around. I don't think they do that. They've already done that. So I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Just, a, you know, one of those things we'll revisit uh, here uh, in a couple weeks. But, uh, yes, <laughs> I'm excited as well. I can't I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to uh, to two big nights this week. Yeah, this, this Mania card, I mean, there's some dud matches in there, which we kind of talked about. But overall, way more excited than I have the last few Manias. Yeah. Yes. Very well done. Yeah, for the whole card. So, quick question. I was thinking about this yesterday, and I want to see if you guys can come up with anything. When was the last time Roman had a singles match that wasn't a pay per view? Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was against Matt Riddle on a SmackDown sometime last summer and it was the stipulation was that if he if riddle loses he could never challenge roman as long as he had the title like no matter what because i think it might have been before money in the bank Mm, interesting because because they because that was kind of tied in there like even if he would have won the briefcase and now it came yeah he was in it that he couldn't he couldn't challenge Roman even if he got it because he lost that match. I think that's the last singles match he had that wasn't a pay per view event. I was thinking about that because like Cody's been wrestling Raw and SmackDown like every week. I was like sitting there thinking that like Roman, like they made him so special by you didn't get to see yeah, him. He's an attraction. Yeah. 
Yes, and you don't, and you shouldn't get to see that. No, I, that, it's been so great. If it comes to an end, I'm going to be sad, but it's been really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way we would have ever guessed in the summer of 2020 when he returned out of nowhere at the end of that event that we would <laughs> – you think we ever thought we'd be a thousand <laughs> days later? <laughs> And like he's still the champ, we would have still has not taken the L. Yeah, we would have never thought that in a million years. Yeah, but yeah, it's got to come to an end at some point. If they do it right, you know, I think I could be okay with it. I just want the the story should be told, and if they do that the right way, then I can I can accept that. It'll hurt, but I can accept it. Well, speaking of other things that hurt, I think we're at the end of the show, but uh, we will probably follow up. I, I mean, I would say I'm pretty confident that we're going to keep the at least one a month streak going. We may have a couple in April. we got a lot of content coming up. Yeah, I think so. We've got to get that Showtime add-on for the, yeah. the, the David Koresh sequel. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe old, maybe old Moneybags Tommy can make that happen for you guys. 